Welcome to E-Society Podcast. Hey, hey, what's up? It's Azizu back again, E-Society Podcast. And this is a special episode. But before I go any further, it's the Nez. Yo, yo, what's up, everybody? Uh, welcome back. Time for some Anchor. Uh, we've been uh, neglecting you guys over here, so we decided to do something uh, uh, really quick. We've got a special guest. You might hear him. Um, I'm not sure if he'll talk, but this is... Uh, one of the newest members. Well, he's been with the E-Society for about a year now, right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> right? Shout out. He's not even. He's just eating his cereal. <laughs> yeah, my grandson, <laughs> my grandson Buster is sitting right here with me. But everyone else is asleep. So might as well get this over. Anyway, uh, yeah. I was putting around on a movie web and I found uh, a topic. And uh, I didn't look at it because I just wanted to. Uh, be fresh in our heads while we're looking at this, but this is cool. ten, 10 best 90s action movies. Now, all right, all right. Let me just read what it says. The 90s yield so many great film films, but the action genre, genre was fearing none of the cylinders and giving us a decade of memorable high-octane movies. Hmm. Well, we might as well just start uh, right off because there was a lot of good '90s action films. Yeah, um, no it, doubt. <laughs> if you had to pick one, only one of them popped. I know I've seen a billion '90s action films, uh, a good ten years worth, but um, the one that pops in my head was Speed. Um, I think Brian, oh, yeah. Brian, and I covered that uh, on the Action Returns, and I love. We actually covered. Both of them, Speed and Speed Two. Um, speed Two was it was what it was, but uh, can't go wrong with Sandy Bullock. Bullock, she's always bringing it. But yeah, Jason Patrick couldn't uh, save um, Speed Two or um, uh, Green Goblin, William Defoe. But Speed One with uh, Neo, Keanu Reeves, uh, Ted. Uh, that movie is just a timeless uh, classic. I, I love it. I've yeah. I've seen that like a billion times. But if you had to pick um, a random one, doesn't have to be your favorite favorite. But unless you do yeah. have a top favorite one, uh, what is it? Well, it's it's funny. Uh, it's it's actually great you brought this up because one of my last random recommendations. That's the film that comes to mind. Like I said, if I was put a list in front of me, I can't guarantee this would be my number one but uh when i think of 90s action uh cliffhanger is real like up front for me like i i think even more than just the film just the nostalgia of it and remembering the time around like when it came out and what was going on like I think that's another reason why uh, it all comes back to to cliffhanger um, for me. <laughs> oh, um, it, I know you're not a fan. I know you're not. It a fan. was goofy, but <laughs> I mean, nothing. I mean, my '80s is, was uh, '80s Stallone. '90s Stallone, he started to started to dwindle out. Um, then he started doing the the direct. Uh, uh, VHS and DVD uh, at right. that time, but um, uh, we'll have to do a rewind. Well, it was on Netflix. Is that what it's on now? 
Uh, I'm pretty sure it's on on Netflix. I'm gonna type it in right now because that's why it was a random recommendation. Like I saw it was streaming, and I was like, "Oh yeah, solid." Uh, yeah, Netflix. All right, we'll have to do a rewind. I'm I'm not sure when we did it. It, it was a, a while ago, but uh, yeah. give give us a reason to uh, to watch it. Who knows? Maybe we'll do a commentary track for it. Um, yeah, that'd be great. Cause <laughs> yeah, um, Liskow is actually one of the things that stands out to me, like his take on the villain. Like, I love that about it. <laughs> and um, it's funny because, like, he's been around forever, but he's definitely what they call, especially on those uh, ringer pods, uh, one of those guys until I feel like he got to Walking Dead, but Michael Rooker. Uh, and then, like, since then, obviously Yondu and – she feels bigger now than than ever because of Walking Dead and Guardians, you know. I've seen him in the earlier stages. I want to say the first movie I'd seen him in was uh, Henry, Portrait of a Serial Killer. Uh, I don't know if you've seen that one. I, I don't think it's uh, your your kind of movie, but it it was it was, <laughs> it was pretty brutal. I think that was one of the first times I had seen him. And then there was another one. I want to say Cold Steel, I think. That was one. Um, let me see. Uh, no, it was uh, some other dude in that one. But yeah, Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. That one was, oh, it was... Let me see. I can't even find it. That one was. If you guys have seen that one, it's it's pretty it's pretty gnarly. <laughs> that one came out in '96, but I think I I don't know if or '86. I'm sorry. Um, not sure. I know I've seen him in some earlier things. Um. Oh, yeah, for me, it was story. always cliffhanger, and then like, wow, he shows up in in Walking Dead, like all those years later, like, and then, like, it seems like he was like everywhere after that. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. His first film was Henry, Portrait of a Serial Killer. Uh, I remember seeing him in Crime Story. If you guys uh, had watched that um, that TV show, and then he, his movie career just went from there. But yeah, he's done. A ton, a ton of stuff. But, yeah, he was one of the good guys in uh, Cliffhanger. But, yeah, we're going to, when Zizu and I are together again, we'll have to sit down and do a uh, commentary track for it. Because if you guys remember when we did Commando, that was awesome. (laughs) So Yeah, so good. We'll definitely uh, do another one. Uh, Mike and I are going to do another one for you this uh, uh, November holiday season. Uh, I won't tell you what it is. I'll let you know when it comes out. But um, it should be out within the next few days. Another commentary track for a classic film, which we actually did talk about uh, last episode, but um, I'll just leave you with that. All right, on to 10 best 90s action movies. Number 10, Demolition Man, speaking of Stallone, with, uh, okay, okay. with Blade himself, Wesley Snipes. Um, <laughs> Demolition Man, this one was, was pretty awesome. I remember seeing pictures of it uh before um it actually came out because there was uh scenes of uh, Stallone naked and 
I think it was like Inquirer. Like, oh, there's exclusive pictures of nude pictures of Stallone in his new film. So I don't know if that was just trying to get all the ladies in there to 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 see the film. But then when you saw the film, yeah, he was naked, but they didn't show anything. But I don't. Okay, whatever. It's the Inquirer, or what, what do you expect? But uh, Demolition Man, a police officer, is brought out of suspended animation in prison to pursue an old ultraviolet nemesis who is loose and non in a non-violent future society. Um, of course, Stallone, Wesley Snipes, and Sandra Bullock, and the awesome uh, Benjamin Bratt, and a bunch. Of, oh, and uh, Dennis Leary. And a bunch of other people, but demolition man, what did you think of this one? Yeah, um, I remember loving it at the time. And this is funny because this is one that I know uh, Joel throughout the years has been like one of his go to uh, quotables, especially. Uh, I remember going to Comic Con all those years with him, and demolition man was always something um, he was pulling out uh, quotes for. So I know it's one of his, uh, shout out to Joel, one of his uh, all-time favorites from the 90s. For me, um, I liked it, but it was never one that I was like, oh, I'm a fan, or like, I need to have this in the collection or anything like that. Like, I didn't dislike it or anything, but I never had like a real connection to this one. I With all the movies I have, I don't think I have it either. I mean, I, I'll eventually right. get it. I did... Enjoy the film. And speaking of Comic-Con, there is a shot of the front of the uh, San Diego Convention Center because it does look pretty futuristic. I didn't realize it was that until, right. until we started going to Comic-Con. But Yeah, and that's what Joel, he would always say, we're here, demolition man. <laughs> the only line I remember that comes to mind about this film was um, when, uh, uh, what was Wesley's name in this one? It was... Um, Simon Phoenix. Yeah, uh, he yeah. was uh, in that museum when he was getting guns, and he was like, "Hey, wait a minute! This is the future. Where's all the phaser guns?" Which was true. I, I don't remember exactly what year they they, they thought him out in, but <laughs> I mean, if for what it was, it was good. It, it demolition man. The, it said it all in the title. There was a lot of action no. in it. I don't think you've seen this one yet. You're a little too young for it, but JJ will show you when you're older. <laughs> Um, but yeah, there's okay. There was shooting action and uh, it was crazy about the, just this futuristic world of, uh, you couldn't eat meat. You, you couldn't, uh, have kids unless you were, uh, uh, a designated mom or, or whatever the rules were. This guy that came up with, that uh, was that cocktail or whatever his name was made all these crazy rules for, uh, the new San Andreas or no or was it San Angeles? I don't know, something like that. I remember he blended San Diego and all the, the little spots in between up to L.A. as one big city. I remember that. But the movie, it was what it was. I did enjoy it, and I loved it. All right, ooh, on to number nine. One of my favorite, favorite Jackie Chan films, and this is Rumble in the Bronx. Oh, yeah. I don't think you've seen this one yet either. But It's what brought him. Uh, to U.S. audiences, like there were a lot that knew him for his, you know, uh, overseas work, but this was the one I remember it even being marketed that way. Like, you know, for years he's, you know, dominated overseas, but now he fights for America. I'm pretty sure if you watch the trailer, 
I remember clearly that's what he was saying. It said that he fights for America. <laughs> uh, this one was actually pretty awesome. I remember um, when it came out here in America, a friend of mine had brought it to work before it was released in America. It was all in uh, Chinese, Mandarin, whatever the, the language is called. I'm sorry. Um, but and I remember watching it going, oh, this was awesome. We had to read the whole movie, which was fine. I don't, I don't mind reading movies. It was Jackie Chan. So I was like, oh, sweet. But when Rumble in the Bronx came out, we went and seen it. And I remember going, as we're watching this, I was like, I seen this. <laughs> but and then the guy sitting next to me said, yeah, it's it's old. It's been out uh, maybe a year or so over in uh, China. I was like, oh, cool. And the other thing that was cool about when we saw this film, it was like the first night it came out, uh, we all went, me and uh, Mike, we, we went and seen it. And I think uh, it was either Rivers or Reggie was with us. I can't remember. But it was weird, though, because once it started, it was like pretty much a, a whole uh, Asian audience, which was awesome. And it was like packed in there. We saw it at the Emeryville uh, Cinema. And as soon as it... it the whatever the whoever brought brought it for us, um, they they all started clapping, and then it started, and then when they started showing the cast, when it said Jackie Chan, everyone clapped, Rumble in the Bronx, Rumble in the Bronx, everybody cheered, and then when he first came on the screen, everyone cheered and clapped. I was like, cool, I, wow. I didn't care. We joined right in and started <laughs> clapping as well, and uh, and when it was said and done, and when it was over, that's cool. Though. Everyone started <laughs> clapping again. I was like, oh, so I, I just thought that was just uh, respect to uh, right. the the filmmakers as well as um, respect to Jackie Chan himself. So that was really cool experience. Probably one of my favorite experiences of being in a, a movie theater for uh, something I didn't realize was was already out. First of all, but not that big. Uh, of a deal. I mean, I remember seeing Bruce Lee movies and I don't remember anyone clapping or anything, but it was cool. I mean, I did, I knew who Jackie Chan was and I had seen some of his earlier films, but this was probably the first one that I went to the theater and seen. And then he had all the other ones. And what was that one you liked? First Strike? First Strike. And that's what I wanted to mention. You know how much I love that film. Uh, it's, I guess, technically, um, also known as uh, uh, Police Story uh, Part 4, basically, of which they also had uh, Super Cop was part of that series also. But um, interestingly, you said about the clapping thing. Uh, I was in Phoenix at the time when Rush Hour came out, and that was the next level for him. Like, Rumble in the Bronx was, like, his first arrival, and then... It was like a, a whole nother level for when Rush Hour came out because with the Chris Tucker connection. And I actually, it was in Phoenix at the time, and I remember actually a similar thing. Like people were like cheering for him there. Just the fact. It actually was pretty much just a cheer fest because not only that, people were cheering for Chris Tucker. Obviously, everybody was loving uh, him off of uh, Friday. And so, like, it was like it really for the moment. Uh, Rush Hour was pretty ultimate, you know. I hear they wanted to do another one, but they better hurry because Jackie's getting up there in age. <laughs> right. <laughs> as well as uh, Lethal Weapon, they want to do another one. And I guess Mel Gibson wants to direct it. Um, 
I don't think you've seen <laughs> that one yet either. But I mean, I'll we'll we'll go see it uh, if we if we got another uh, adventure of uh, Riggs and Murtaugh. But um, Riggs, he could probably still do it. But I don't know about Murtaugh, man. He's starting to look uh, pretty old. <laughs> but right, <laughs> uh, Rumble in the Bronx, awesome movie. Um, yep. ja- Jackie Love comes it. to town to help his um, his uncle with his store, and then the the local street toughs. Uh, kind of get into it with him, and then it's just all out uh, kicking and fighting match though through the whole things in the streets of uh, uh, the boogie down Bronx. Uh, then there was some uh, diamond heists, mer- stealers that they got involved, and then it, it just it went crazy. I did love that uh, hovercraft. Was that was the hovercraft in this one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. The end. Yeah. yeah, I loved all that. And the thing I love about Jackie Chan movies is during the credits when they show all the yep. the the mistakes so, in, and it's awesome. Yep. Man, you, you got to give it up to Jackie. Man, he he did all his own stunts. He actually broke his ankle filming this. Um, and it was right. it was when he was jumping onto the hovercraft. Uh, they show it at the end, and they had this. Um, uh, he got casted up and continued to film because I remember they they made a. Uh, like painted a sock to go over his cast to look like his shoe. And if that isn't a, uh, a guy that just loves making films and no matter what, uh, shout out to Tom Cruise as well. I know he broke, uh, broke some stuff when he was filming one of those last mission impossible movies, uh, not to compare, uh, Jackie with, with Tom Cruise. There's no comparison, but, um, that just popped in my head. But Rumble, Rumble in the Bronx, I think it's still streaming on Netflix. Uh, we might have to tackle this one as well. As, as Oh, as yeah. A, as I'd, a, love a, I'd love to. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we've uh, done this one. I don't think we've done anything. Oh, another. I wanted to do uh, when we, eventually when we get together again. Uh, first Strike as well. Oh, yeah. Please. I love. Oh, man. I, lo- I love that film so much. It's. So good. Um, the thing too about interesting about First Strike, you said how he got injured. I feel like he does almost every film. They showed a couple in First Strike one where he had to like jump onto this helicopter and he like hella like took the wind out of himself like ugh, like the way he hit it. And then there was another thing he had to jump through a ladder, a ladder, and like of course he like. He, his the front part of him went through, but then he like kind of bashed his head, and everybody stops obviously, and it's like, dude, <laughs> like every time, like he really beat himself up for film. <laughs> I mean, it's awesome that he did that. I mean, all his films, he was pretty much, uh, it was all all Jackie. So I mean, it, it's awesome. I mean, watch any not, I don't think any of the older films. They did the stuff during the credits, but um, majority of the the later films, um, that that's what they started doing. It just kind of turned into tradition when it, when it was at the end of his film, seeing all that. And that was one of the things that uh, when we started seeing the Jackie Chan films in the in the theater, everyone did stick around for that, and everyone was like, "Oh, whoa!" And then they would clap uh, when all that was. Yeah. There. So I thought that was pretty awesome. But alrighty, moving on. Oh, awesome film. Right, would it would it be an action? more of a dramatic film with one big action scene. Uh, and this is Michael Mann's heat with, um, ah. Robert De Niro and, and the great Val Kilmer, Michael Madsen, uh, uh, Al Pacino. Um, Hey, Oh, 
Westudi, uh, the, what's his name? Uh, Bubba from Forrest Gump. I can't remember his name. Uh, there, there's a bunch of guys in, in this film. This one just basically Robert De Niro and his crew are uh, robbers for hire. Uh, oh, uh, uh, John Voight. He, he was the one. That's where they got their um, their jobs from. And, of course, w- when it comes to action, uh, one of the ultimate uh, bank robbery scenes and bank robbery sh- shootouts yep. down in downtown L.A. Right. Um, I know I've talked about this before. When last one of the last times I was down there with Mike, we drove around to where that bank was. I don't. I don't even think it is a bank, but whatever it is, that area where that whole shootout was, it's small. So yeah. I, I can imagine just how loud it was, especially with all the buildings around. But this right. film. This was one of those films that uh, Mike Mike took me to see. We went and seeing it at the, the Dollar Theater at um, uh, Hilltop Mall. Oh, and, nice! And <laughs> he was like, "Oh man, you got to see this movie. Let's go see it." So we went out there, and I was like, "Whoa, Dollar! You, you can't beat that." I mean, this is another one of those yeah. films that if if I if it's on and it no matter what part it's on, I can sit there and watch it to the end. But um, I've watched this bank robbery scene. I don't know. A million times. I think also one of the last times I was down at Mike's house, uh, we watched it because he had this new surround sound system and it was loud. Uh, but this this film was <laughs> awesome. It is really long. If you guys know Michael Mann, um, but oh, yeah, I think it's an amazing winded. film. What do you think of this one? Well, you know what they say? The action is the juice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been like on a kick, obviously, as you've seen lately with that line, too. So. Uh, yeah, perfect timing. The funny thing is, uh, this is one of the rewatchables, like go-to things. It was like, I think it was the first rewatchable they did. And then uh, they decided to do a second one of it. And then they had the chance to talk to Michael Mann. So they did a, a third time. Um, and I don't know if you listened to that, but uh, it's funny. You just said how like long Michael Mann movies are. He's definitely long-winded. And when they had him on this rewatchables episode for this, he's so long winded. Like they ask him a question and it takes him like five minutes to answer like every question. <laughs> well, I guess that's just his style. I mean, yeah. Um, if I have to pick a Michael Mann film, hmm, he would definitely be, be, be one, but, um, Collateral. I like collateral. You know what? I did not like that one. That one was just cruising. That was just too long. Uh, (laughs) I want to say Manhunter. Yeah, that okay. That was the one. Oh, also a thief. He did back in the early eighties with uh, in eighty one with um James Con. I thought that one was good, but Man Killer. That was a film that came out in eighty six. For those of you that don't know, that was the very first time we got to see uh, Hannibal Lecter. Um, Manhunter. Then later they did the remake, Red Dragon. But Manhunter was the basically the Red Dragon story. They just changed uh, the title for the film. Um, That was the first thing when I was introduced to Michael Mann, and uh, I realized that he. I think he did some stuff with Miami Vice, if I don't remember, uh, but. Um, he did a lot of TV. Uh, Last of the Mohicans, that was a film he did right before Heat. A beautiful film, the way it was shot. I loved all the cinematography, but that was another long one. I was like, oh, come yeah. on. 
Okay, I'm looking at heat right now. Two hours and 50 minutes? I didn't realize it was that long. <laughs> it is, yeah. <laughs> uh, but He's yeah. long-winded. Did you ever watch Black Hat? Yeah, that one was okay. Oh, the movie yeah. I didn't like was Miami Vice. The movie? Yeah. Uh, right. it, it, it just didn't work as a movie. It worked it as, as a TV work. show. Like, I was shocked, honestly. I was like, I was expecting so much more, and I was like, man, this is kind of flat. You know? Yeah, it, it it didn't work as as a movie. Um, did it have the the feeling of the show? Mm, not really. I mean, no, not really. Yeah, <laughs> eh, it, it was just a movie. I mean, did it need to be made? No, but uh, okay, whatever. But Heat, uh, definitely one of uh, uh, I would say my second favorite of Michael Mann. I mean, being Manhunter being the first. But um, have you seen that one? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I bought it last year, but I have not watched it yet. I've seen it a few yeah, times. I yeah. missed the uh, Shout Factory version. I'm kicking myself for that one. But yeah, number eight is Heat. On to number seven, which I actually just watched. Um, is this an action film? <laughs> Kinda, I guess. But uh, Leon, the professional. Oh, yes. Uh, Love when, it. When, when I was introduced to uh, a very young Queen Amidala, uh, Padme, um, what the hell's her name? Natalie Portman and uh, the great Jean Reno. I think that's how you say his name. Yep. This one, it, it was it was good. I, I I loved what was happening. It was a really a good story. I mean, I remember tearing up at the end. I'm not gonna. I mean, you guys should have seen this already. I believe it's streaming on Netflix. Um, it's just, that's just the professional. There is uh, Leon, uh, the professional. The I guess it's the director's cut. Um, ah, not really ah, sure what's added. Ah, I mean, do you know? <laughs> no, he knows. <laughs> uh, but I mean, the movie. It is what it is. It's awesome. It's a good um, story on how these two uh, came together and, and bonded throughout the film and the love that they had for each other at the end, which was just. Uh, Talking about uh, sad and emotional scenes when the the police are ready to sh- blow up the apartment yeah. that they're in and they're trying to get away and he uh, makes a hole in the wall so she can slide down and get out of the apartment and she's like I'll be right behind you I'll be right behind you. she's like no no don't leave me I love you I'm sitting there like oh <laughs> but this movie is awesome there is shootouts in it but I don't know man they're they're pretty loose on. Uh, action movie but i mean just like heat i mean mainly just that scene at the end and maybe the the scene when they uh blow up the uh, um the armored truck and heat not not in this one but um other than it being an awesome dramatic film and and the whole shootout uh scene at the end with the police standoff um the the, i don't know this film is amazing I, i really loved it i mean it just shows uh parts of uh i want to say it took place i know it took place in manhattan um i know that in the beginning of that one place they were at it was lower manhattan i would say midtown almost there i don't know but anyway but this film is awesome i did not see it in the theater um i think i saw it once it came out like on vhs but this film's awesome what'd you think of it yeah, yeah, I love this one. Uh, it's funny, one of the first things that comes to mind with this is, uh, you know how they do 
sometimes when they play a movie on TV, they'll actually record dialogue. So it's not just bleeped out. They like change it. And, uh, being that this used to be like on TV, like a good amount, I, I think it was like, you know, one of the TV, TNT, TBS type movies or something like that. And, uh, I remember my mom pointing out to me the, the line where, um, uh, Gary Oldman's like uh, Mickey Mouse uh, BS in the TV edit version. He says uh, Mickey Mouse boot squash. <laughs> and my mom <laughs> always like uh, pointed that out. It's like actually one of our go-to lines. <laughs> I, I hate when they do that. Um, just, bl- just switch words. Just <laughs> <laughs> Silence it or bleep it out. Don't right. add words. There's ugh. <laughs> there's so many movies that, that that come on TV where they do that. The one that bugged me the most was uh, the Smokey and the Bandit. <laughs> they all the stuff that Jackie Gleason said at Buford T Justice. Yeah, a lot, all, a lot of it was racist Ooh. stuff, but they just got some dude that didn't even sound. Like Jackie Gleason, he sounded like Fred Flintstone. I think I'm pretty sure it was that guy who who voiced Fred, Fred Flintstone to do. It. They might as well just have redubbed the whole movie with that guy's voice because it was it was terrible. But right, ah, yeah, I I hate when they do that with these films. Just just blank it out or beep it or or whatever. I mean, I'd rather have that. But. You too. So yeah, that was definitely one of the memorable things about this. Uh, the other one memorable thing for me is it's uh, as far as like my collection goes, it's one of the first uh, I like special edition DVDs I remember having in my collection was this one, and when like having the slip case was even like a special and rare thing about it. Uh, so yeah, I definitely go way back with this film. <laughs> I think I have the steel book, the the Leon version somewhere. Nice. Oh, yeah. yeah, there it is. Yeah, I, I I don't know where I picked it up. I don't remember where I had pick up half these films, but um, I, it is. If you guys have not seen the professional, it is streaming on Netflix. So definitely, definitely check out this definitely film. Check out. It out. It's an amazing yep. film. I right, recommend number six. This one, I was just thinking about this movie the other day, and I do not have it in my collection, and I'm gonna have to find it somewhere at some point. But this is um. Uh, Sean Connery's and Nicolas Cage and The Rock. Uh, yeah, what the hell was the other guy's name? The the bad guy. Well, was he a Ed bad Harris. guy? Yeah, Ed Harris. Ed was Harris. he a bad guy? <laughs> well, yes and no. Like it was initially his idea, but he never was. He 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 like he says in the movie. Like they called our bluff. Uh, who's bluffing? It's like you know, like I'll do this, but I will not. You know, endanger people. So. Like he, I don't know when you say it, when, when you actually, the more and more you think about it, like he ha- he did have a purpose, but he truly really did never intend to hurt one person. So he was never willing to cross that line. So you, like you said, like, is he really a bad guy? I don't know. There he, are other people on his team that you could say they were ready to cross the line. Hey, Candyman. Yeah. He was uh, his second in command. He was really, really, yeah. to- <laughs> To to just blow everybody up in uh, San Francisco, yeah. uh, re- they had these um, chemical 
VX gas. Yeah, VX gas missiles <laughs> that were going to blow up over San Francisco and, and, and kill everybody. Um, I did like that. Uh, they got um, Nicolas Cage was some bomb expert or whatever, so they they wanted him to go in there and do it. But they couldn't get into uh, the rock is Alcatraz, for those of you that didn't know, but you should know. Um, but they didn't know how to get in, and they wanted someone that knew that had did did, did escape. You couldn't get Clint Eastwood uh, from Escape from Alcatraz. Awesome film, you haven't seen it. Um, they so they went and got uh, Sean Connery. I can't remember his name in it, but when they, I did like the part when they asked him, they said, uh, "What what did you do before?" And he said, oh, "I was a Secret Service for Her Majesty." <laughs> I remember seeing that. I oh like, yeah, so I good. was like, "Oh, they just shoehorned that in." But it was it was cool. It did get a huge pop uh, in the theater because everybody went, "Yeah!" And started cheering. I was like, "Boo! That's not that's not my 007. <laughs> that's <laughs> but, OG." But uh, I love this film. It it's um, Michael Bay, of course. Yeah. So it just uh, the slow motion action that we get. Uh, I love the um, the Hummer chase scene through uh, San Francisco, and then blowing up a uh, or destroying a, a, a cable car. I thought that was really cool. And uh, oh, uh, also Michael Bean is in this. He was, I think, he was the leader of the uh, little strike force that, that went into um, into yeah. Alcatraz. And I love that whole shootout they had in um, the high think, ground in the shower <laughs> scene. I mean, that was. That, that was pretty sweet. But, I mean, I have not seen this film in a really long time. Uh, oh, yeah, it holds up. We it might really have, holds We might have to tackle this one as well. Boy, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, The Rock coming in at number six. Ah, well, I spoke too soon. Uh, speed is coming in hey, full hey, throttle. Hey. Not full throttle, uh, Speed 2. I just said that. Um, speed, number five. Uh, awesome, awesome film. This was a film... Uh, my buddy Gav took me to see, and he's like, come on, let's go see it. It looks good. I was like, okay, whatever. Uh, so we went and seen it. I did not think it was going to be any good. And I walked out of the theater like, man, one of my favorite Keanu Reeves films. Um, uh, awesome. Uh, the great Dennis Hopper, rest in peace. He's what do a- you do? What do you do? <laughs> um, Dennis Hopper is just mad. Uh, he was a, a cop that got hurt uh, in the line of duty. And then I guess they didn't, didn't want to pay him his pension or something. So he decided to start blowing things up and he put a bomb on a bus. And the only way it was triggered is if the bus goes over 50, it activates it. So, um, Keanu Reeves is trying to figure out uh, what bus it was on and then, uh, how to stop it. And then Sandra Bullock is on the bus. She's one of the writers. And then it just goes from there. And what, I mean, of course it's, far-fetched and this couldn't happen especially in la if you guys any of you listeners live in la you know how those freeways are down there would you just cannot yeah no i mean you cannot count on going even 50 yeah the bomb would have never even activated because right you you've the the traffic down there speaking of that my friend was just down there and she was like oh my god i could never live here but uh, with, yeah. Other than all that, the actual reality of L.A. traffic, um, this movie was awesome. I, I loved it. It's just uh, it didn't introduce me to Sandra Bullock because a lot of people said this was uh, maybe it was probably one of her first big films. But 
I think I right. seen her in Love Potion number nine. Can't exactly remember when that one came out. It was one of her earlier films that didn't didn't hit, but this one was an awesome film. Um, I wish there would be a still book of it um, because I, I love this film. When did you first see this one? Um, yeah, I saw it uh, pretty much. I think I was in Reno Sparks at the time, and I'm guessing you know what I'm talking about. Do you, but do you remember the Dollar Theater there in Sparks? I think that's was that Green Ray. You remember that? Yeah, yeah. So um, I'm pretty sure actually that's where I saw it for the first time. Uh, Dollar one, Theater, that which the one next to the bowling alley, right? That place is such a yeah, yep. That place is such a throwback. I remember obviously being young, like you're trying to be as cheap as you can. Like not only <laughs> did you go to the Dollar Theaters, you would like smuggle in like i remember like candies like licorice and stuff like in your hoodie or whatever like i remember that being a thing too so it was like so cheap <laughs> i still do that today i mean i oh yeah no, went yeah. seeing yeah. a ghost the new ghostbuster the other night and smuggled in a drink i mean popcorn is a <laughs> must not? of course but i mean yeah. drinks do they need to be six dollars? No, but uh, that's yeah, why no. you smuggle in drinks and sometimes snacks. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, that'll never stop. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like obviously, like you, since I seen it, like instant classic. Uh, one of those you can always throw on, or if it's on streaming, like, uh, why not throw it on? Put it on the background. You love the quotes. You know, if I ever throw a text to you with the "What do you do?" You know, I have it on, <laughs> basically. <laughs> Uh, that's for sure. I'm guessing this isn't on the countdown. So I wanted to quickly throw this in because it kind of fits. I feel like Hollywood always does this where they try to, if you have finding Nemo, then you got to have shark's tail. If you have the, you know, a space movie, the other studio is going to have a space movie, but, um, you got speed, which they have the bomb blowing up. But then they also had that movie blown away. Did you like that one? Was that the with, one with, uh, um, Tommy Lee Jones, Jeff Bridges, um, Jeff Bridges. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen Boston set. The Tommy Lee puts on a, a big old, uh, Irish Boston accent for the thing. I think I said it like maybe <laughs> once. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. It feels like an on land version of, 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 uh, speed with, uh, Tommy Lee being the, uh, the bomber. One of the rare times, like he does it, like he did uh, Two Face and stuff like that. But Tommy Lee's often like uh, U.S. Marshals, like he's the fugitive, he's the the the, the good guy, the cop. But uh, it, it it's interesting to see him, especially like in Blown Away, play the bad guy. You know, well, he was the bad guy in um, Under Siege. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him and yeah. Uh, <laughs> Gary Busey. Right. Um, if you hear um, Din Djarin in the background in uh, Grogu, Daniel found or Daniel <laughs> Buster found my um, bop it, uh, the child at this, at this point. <laughs> you know, he didn't have a name yet when this this thing came out. Um, yeah, th awesome. they made a version of bop it with uh, baby. Yoda. He's always baby Yoda to me. But so if you hear that, that's the noise you hear in the background. All right, on to number four. 
awesome film. I love the second one more. The third one was awesome, but the first one, you got to have a beginning. And this is uh, Robert Rodriguez, El Mariachi. Yeah. I just actually rewatched this film. Uh, Brian and I covered all three on the action returns. Um, I believe this was his uh, Rod- Robert Rodriguez's first film. And speaking of Robert Rodriguez and The Mandalorian, of course, uh, he filmed some episodes there. And he's filming some of uh, The Book of Boba Fett. So I can't wait for uh, all of that. But this film is when we first uh, are introduced to the Mariachi. And I love it. I mean, for what it was, it was total, total low budget and indie style. And I love, uh, it. I love it, it. You got to have a beginning. Uh, of your film career, and, and this is it. The, I, I can't remember the actual uh, actor's name that played the the main character. He he was also in Desperado. Um, Antonio Banderas uh, eventually took over the mariachi over. scene, but the the original mariachi was in the film. He was one of his uh, buddies that showed up at the end when they had that big shootout. But this film was really good. I, I loved what was going on. I mean, it it was just one of those ones that he just fell into it. Um. What was the uh, bad guy's name? I can't remember. But he was just trying to get work down in Mexico. And then he found a a guitar case full of guns. Because that one bad guy that was running around killing everyone had it. And then it just went from there. So it was a a good beginning to a good story that went to, turned into a trilogy. I, there is rumors of them coming out with a fourth one. I'll watch it. I mean, because he didn't die in uh, Once Upon a Time in Mexico. So uh, we'll see. But this this was a really good film. If you guys haven't seen uh, El Mariachi, I think it's I think it's on on Netflix. Uh, I, I I know I saw it streaming somewhere. I, I can't remember. There's so many different streaming sites. But um, this is one to, uh, definitely check. I didn't see it in the theater. I actually saw Desperado. I actually saw Desperado first uh, before I'd seen this one. But then that's when my buddy told me that there was a first film and this was it. So I went and uh, rented it. So, what'd you think of this one? Yeah, huge fan. Uh, to be honest, obviously, and maybe not surprising, I uh, I saw the you know uh, Desperado first, and then had to go back. But uh, I was completely in and loved the character, loved the world, just loved everything about it. So good. So, yeah. Um, I love the series and definitely wouldn't mind them seeing uh, revisit it. Why not? I mean, he does re- visit all his other stuff like uh, what's that Spy Kids series and they just did a Shark Boy and Lava Girl <laughs> revisit. Sorry, trying to deal with this kid. No, <laughs> I'm trying to. But try. yeah, no, I love, I love, I love it, and definitely wouldn't mind seeing uh, him return to to that world. They, there's another uh, Shark Boy and Lava Girl movie. It's on Netflix. I, yeah, it's new. Yep. Did he direct it or was he just one of the producers? I think he was just one of the producers, but I'm gonna because I I know the the, the the gal that played Shark or uh, Lava Girl. She she came back. Um, yeah, Shark Boy. Yeah, was, but then they put Shark Boy just in a mask to hide that it wasn't him. <laughs> the real, real Shark Boy must have been uh, too good <laughs> for it. Still got that uh, that Twilight money. Um, but, uh, speaking of Shark Boy, shout out to uh, uh, Eddie. 
uh, <laughs> our shark boy uh, from the East Society. So that's right. Uh, but <laughs> all right. Um, yeah, yeah El Mariachi. We can be heroes. We well, can be heroes. Is the new one? Okay, I haven't seen it. I saw the first one, and that was enough. <laughs> yeah, right. he did direct it. Oh, he did. Well, then I guess yeah, I don't have to watch it here. then. I, try, I guess I should try to get uh, Daniel to watch the first one. Um, For sure. That and Spy Kids. I'm pretty sure he'd like it. But Oh, yeah. Right. On to number three. I'm surprised this ain't number one, especially in the 90s. But this is Terminator 2, T2, Judgment Day. Oh, yeah. Classic. Part two to the Terminator series. And obviously, this is everyone's go-to and everyone's favorite. Good. It's not my favorite. I mean, the original, of course, uh, the first one uh, that introduced us to uh, Terminator, the the um, uh, Cyberdyne Systems Model One Zero One. Uh, this this is when we were introduced to Cheese Louise, boy, the T One Thousand, the Liquid Terminator, and uh, at the time when this came out, I think it was ninety ninety. I think it was ninety one. What happened in this? CGI wise was like it blew us away, but right. when you watch it now in 2021, even the the new jacks that come to this to this series, they're like the CGI is terrible. It <laughs> well, is <laughs> for the time for the time, but when this came unreal. out, it blew us away. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, you go back and watch it now, and it, it did it hold up. It still holds up for us that saw it when it first came out, but right, it's a little cringy at times. <laughs> I did love they went back and forth. You saw some of this. I know we saw one of the shootout scenes in this, but um, the the mixture of CGI and practical effects. I, I loved what they did there. Um, but it it was cool to see a part two to the Terminator thing, which we just figured Terminator was a one and done. So did they need to make all the other Terminator movies after this? Rise of the Machines, Genesis, uh, Salvation, whatever, Dark Fate or whatever that last one was. I like Dark Fate. Like Dark Fate, like surprised me how much I liked that. Like that was actually, that's one of the top to me. That was a direct sequel to Terminator 2, erase everything in between. But right. Um, I own all the Terminator movies. Um, I, I loved it. I mean, especially Terminator. That is my childhood. And I was, I know, was I 20? 20? I think it was 1920. I can't remember when I saw this. But this is one of the first films that Renee and I went and saw once we we got together. But the film is still awesome. I love it. Um, hey. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, did you see this when it first came out? I did. It was that big. Uh, I remember just the hype around it, and yeah, obviously uh, always a go-to. And yeah, I, I love this one. What's funny is how influential it is for everything else, not only in movies. But uh, of all things, uh, the Grand Theft Auto series of video games, um, I think in two different games they have a mission where they have um, the truck, the classic uh, truck, uh, 
coming down into like the drainage uh, chasing type thing. <laughs> if I had to pick a favorite scene in this, it would probably be the uh, motorcycle chase scene when um, yeah the drainage thing, yeah that right? that whole thing that was yeah. that scene was awesome. I mean, obviously it was. Uh, Eddie Furlong, but he was on, on a trailer on, on a bike, which was still cool. And then uh, Arnold hauling ass on that big hog and uh, T-1000 and that semi just hauling ass. That thing would have stopped a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> Even especially after crashing through crashing through the off the bridge down into the little drainage area. No, but it, it was what it was. it was. It was an awesome film. Awesome shootouts in this. Uh, the whole uh, climax of the film was awesome. And it actually was sad, too, speaking of emotional and sad moments. I mean, it was cool that uh, the Terminator, uh, Uncle Bob, uh, he learned how to, to feel. I mean, because he said his, his process, his little chip was a learning computer so it was as he would be able to learn as it went along and i did like the line in that when uh, john was crying and he was like he goes i now know why you cry he goes but it's something that i can never do and i remember going oh weak <laughs> but it, it, that was an emotional scene we, we weren't expecting that we were expecting just more death and destruction and shooting them up and robots but uh, this film is awesome i loved it would i love one of those uh uh, skeletons uh, of the Terminators here in the studio? Hell yeah, I would, but um, yeah. look at, looking around, there's no room <laughs> for it. Right, that's true. <laughs> I'll just have to get a little statue of it, right? But then you, can't, right. play, you can't play with it. You can't play with this. <laughs> but, oh. Alright, on to number two. Uh this film was awesome. It went way over my head when it first came out. I had to see it a few times. But as the other films went came on, I did not understand any of them. And this is The Matrix. Hey. Uh, we got the new one. Is it this month or next month, the new one? Uh, December, right before Christmas, the 22nd. Theater or HBO Max? Both, same day. I'm going to the theater before I sit home and watch it. Um, I, yeah, it feels like it just definitely deserves to be seen in the theater. But, yeah. uh, man, it's hard to resist sometimes when it's right there, you know. <laughs> but I I got to see this. I've seen all the other ones in the theater. I mean, I, I, I have oh, yeah. to see this one. Um, I'm going to do a rewatch of all three. I'm dreading watching, uh, was it Revolutions, the last one? Yeah. Oh, I just remember sitting in the theater going, oh, when is this over? I, I just yeah. didn't get what was going on. Who knows? Maybe uh, my older version of Nez will, will, will understand it. But it was just when the architect and all that came into it in the second one, it went over my head. But this one, it went over my head, too. One of my friends had to explain it to me about what the Matrix was. Because I remember seeing it going, what the hell is going on in this movie? But after I was, it was explained to me and I did some research, I was, ah, okay, I get it. But it, it was an awesome film and a good introduction to what The Matrix was and who Neo was and uh, Morpheus and um, what was uh, Carrie Ann Moss's name? Trinity. Trinity. Oh, this is when I fell in love with her. 
I'm happy she's in in the new one. So, because uh, didn't she die in in the third one? Uh, I can't remember. But what I can tell you is, I was so all in on this series, and the 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 interesting thing was. Um, this is in the category for me. There's not many films like it. I, I honestly, I can't think of any others. Maybe there is, but besides, I put The Matrix and then The Blair Witch Project. In there was that certain time, especially before the internet, and so we had the phones, and you could just hear about it and see it. But where there was like movies where people just talked about it, and you were like, "Oh, you got to see that!" Like you don't know what it is. And I remember. Um, the like campaign for the matrix they were hiding it and the posters in the theater i was uh there in sparks at the time and i remember the posters like what is the matrix and i think it was a website what is the matrix.com and it was just this thing like it, it was like everybody was talking about it, and they're like oh you just got to see it you just got to see it oh another one obviously uh six cents Six cents I'd throw in there, like as ones where people talked about it, but it, you just had to see it. And then in the theater, it was just like such a revelation. So, um, but yeah, I ran the whole gambit with the series. Like I was so all in. By the time the second one came out, I was like a super fan. I had to have all the figures. I don't know if you remember those ones I did from McFarland. I still have those in storage. The whole, all, everyone they made, the twins and everything, and Morpheus and. I really do love the second one. I love the architect. But yeah, it really did fall apart sadly in the, in the third one. And what was crazy is like, I don't know why, at least as far as my experience went, this is one of the rare times when like, it seemed like everybody fell off and like, like they knew they were already out on the third because this is one of the rare movies. Like it felt like everybody was so excited for the first two full theaters. And when I showed up for, for the premiere of the third one, I'm not even joking. It was like me and like seven other people. Like it was one of the smallest like showings and it was opening night first showing. And it was like everybody had completely given up basically, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, I didn't see the third one until late in its run because the reviews came out and everyone was like, oh, this movie's terrible. It's this, it's that. Yeah, it like, was. I, I was like, you know what? Let me let me just go see and make up my own opinion of it. And, yeah, they were right. I don't think you'll. Yeah, understand, they I don't think sadly. you'll understand this one, boy. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, also the the great Hugo, Hugo Weaving as Agent yeah. Smith sucks that he never came back for a more of a Red Skull. But who knows? Yeah, it looks like they couldn't get him back for this one either. It looks like they got agents, but it's not him. Yeah, well, Morpheus is Candyman or the new Candyman. <laughs> yeah, I and you know what's weird? I I heard the reason, like the explanation for that. Like I was like, part of you know people are like, oh, that's deep. Like of course, like oh, that's awesome. Like, but they had like a Matrix online game where they swore it was like what happened in the game was going to become part of the canon, and I guess the Lawrence Fishburne version of Morpheus dies in that online game. So they felt like they couldn't bring him back, which I was like, Oh, come on. I don't, I don't believe that. So yeah, that's yeah. how they like get away with like this version of him. So eh, uh, we'll uh, see. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful they can find their way. <laughs> basically John wick 
in the Matrix because he was filming yeah. John Wick at the same time he was doing this one. That's why he looks like John Wick. <laughs> but, right. Uh, wasn't that supposed, wasn't the, <laughs> that supposed to come out like the same day when this one came out? Well, this should have been out already. It, originally. Originally. The world yeah. fell apart. But of course, yeah, of course, they that all got in the way. But yeah, um, like I said a few times on the regular pod, uh, I got, uh, you know, the in work in the year list. And uh, Matrix does have a reserve spot, but that doesn't mean it's got to earn it. I, 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 I had a feeling it would it would be there, but uh, if it doesn't live up to it, it's not going to get its spot in the uh, countdown. So we'll see. I was just going over <laughs> my list last night, and I think mine's pretty much locked in unless the Matrix blows me away. Right. I right. can see it knocking my number 10 out if and right, only right. if. It's as as awesome as the first one, because yep. if it's just another installment of the Matrix, and, and right, right again, I'm gonna right. I'm gonna do a rewatch of all three of them before uh, I see. Is the Animatrix on uh, HBO? As yeah, well? it's on there too. Which that one's hella good too. Like, like I said, there was a moment where I was so all in on this, like between like the game and I had all the McFarlane figures. Like, it's funny. Like every time I open up my storage locker the neo on the staircase kicking like that moment is like sitting there like the boxes beat up now but uh, whatever <laughs> my favorite scene is when they roll in to try to rescue morpheus and that when they uh, go through the metal detector and just all hell out war in the lobby <laughs> i could watch yeah. that scene over and over again and uh uh, the the helicopter scene, uh, I thought that oh, was yeah. amazing, okay. and this this film did uh, open the doors to, to more CGI as well as the the three sixty uh, camera uh, work yeah. that, that we're doing. I thought that was really awesome. But yeah, um, as far as that three sixty, um, the second one where the the whole freeway on top of the thing and how like. Neo barely gets there in time as it's exploding in air and is able to like grab them and pull them out. Like that was like my ultimate scene of the matrix. Like I, I loved that. Uh, but I mean, as far as like classic, of course, yeah, the, the, the first one and then the rooftop stuff, obviously the bend and the only human dodge this. Well, here's a question. Which pill did he take? The red one? Oh, see, now you're putting me on the spot. I, I don't I'm remember a huge fan either. of this, but it's like it's been years since I uh, delved in to the whole thing. But <laughs> no, you took whatever whatever the one is where you see the world for what it really is. You can see beyond the matrix. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember what pill he took. Yeah. I'm trying to fast forward to the scene. <laughs> yeah. Okay, here. Let me see. Can you hear it? Yes. You take the blue pill. Story ends. There you go. In your bed in the red. So. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit holes. There you go. <laughs> 
Those are red. I'm definitely going to have to rewatch this because I've not seen it in a really long time. Yeah. Yeah, so good. So good. Especially in the theater, like not knowing like what it was. Like I, I really do applaud it for that. Like you're used to, I remember at the time, like you know, you're excited for sci-fi movies, but it felt like so fresh. It really did. Like you didn't, you know, know what the Matrix was, and then when they show you it was like that's a cool idea. You know, th- this it was didn't a, really compared to anything, you know, this this when this movie came out, it just reminded me of a time of uh, going to the movies with my brother in law, like pretty much every week that something new came out. I remember right. Res- Resident Evil was one of the ones we saw the first one um, when this film came out, we went and seen it. And I remember both of us walking out of theater like, what was that? <laughs> so, but um, yeah. Eric hasn't well, seen any of these, so I think we're going to do oh, the rewatch perfect. of all three before we uh, watch uh, the new one. So, Yeah, I think I've said it a few times. Um, that was the year that uh, I met Razy, and I we were in the theater uh, every, like pretty much every weekend of 99. Like We saw like every film that came out in 99 in the theater, <laughs> I think. So... Little boy, he was doing good on the floor, and I want to sit in my lap and make noise with this. Um, what is this aspirin bottle? So when oh, you hear no. that, that's what that that is, everyone. But um, yeah, we're definitely gonna do a uh, a rewatch of. Okay, they heard it the first time, boy. Um, we're gonna do a rewatch yeah. of the Matrix, and then we'll, uh, of course, we'll have our review of um. What's the new one called? Uh, it is called. Damn it! Revolution or something like that. Resurrection. Oh, okay. Uh, that's something with an R, but so yeah. Matrix, we'll... Matrix Reloaded, Revolutions, and now Resurrections. Wow. Um, and yeah, like I said, interestingly. Um, it's funny. It takes me back to that time. Not only um, did they have the uh, online game, which was after um, the third film and was like meant to like continue the story. In between the second and the third, they had a PlayStation Two game, Enter the Matrix, and uh, that was uh, Jada Pinkett's character. Like she barely shows up in that second film, but then they like they did a whole game revolved around her and i remember that was like one of the first times they really did that thing where they took like a a real actor and you based like a video game around that person you know yeah that was the her character was supposed to be um the uh r&b singer Aaliyah. uh rest in peace she was supposed Uh, to be that character but then she had the the accident uh and yeah uh, i was sad i know yeah, it's it's crazy you brought that up because I just last yesterday I was getting a playlist together and I stumbled upon like just watching all these uh, the old Aaliyah videos and definitely reminiscing. Like I said a few times, she's right there, same age as me, like born a month after I was. And oh, man, it's kind of hit me and especially uh, the Miss You 
video, which they recorded obviously after she had uh, passed away, and they had a bunch of people in that video kind of mouthing the lyrics. Oh, that's sad. And then it takes on a new layer to open that video. You got DMX talking about how it's, you know, sad she's gone. And I was like, damn, now he's gone too. Oh, yeah. I was trying to think of a movie that, um, first thing I'd seen her in, other than her music, was Romeo Must Die with the Jet Li. Right. Uh, yeah, I think that was DMX the beginning that one. of her, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, beginning of her, her film career. Um, I Queen of the Damned. Uh, I tried. I couldn't. I couldn't get into it. It wasn't Tom Cruise. So uh, anyway, but yeah, we're talking about the Matrix. But anyway, again, rest in peace, Aaliyah. We love you and we miss you. Listen to her music. You guys have no idea who Aaliyah is. So good. Um, but yeah, the Matrix. Uh, we'll definitely uh, have our review for the for the new one when it comes out. But uh, on to number one. Uh, I'm not gonna scroll up. I didn't. Scroll up and, and see what it was. So do you have any guesses what the number one uh, movieweb.com uh, choice is? Okay. Well, it's not Volcano. <laughs> I did like that one. You know what? The, out of the, the, that one and Dante's Peak came out at the same time. Pretty yeah. much. I never saw Dante's Peak. Did you? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. No. That's like one of those things I was just talking about. Like, one studio puts out one, you know, volcano movie. The other one puts out a volcano movie. It's crazy how that was like a thing for the longest time. But, man, I- I'm sure it's going to be like completely obvious. Oh, oh, is it, um, is it Independence Day? Was that an action movie? <laughs> uh, um, is it... Men in Black? <laughs> Was that an action movie? Um, <laughs> I the, the internet and everything is a little pretty loose with all these horror action sure. and, and all that. But right, um, we talked we talked about Jackie Chan. I know Super Cops not in there because we got a Rumble in the Bronx. But if uh. A second Jackie Chan film came. Rush Hour? I mean, that was just martial arts action and comedy, but. Um, Judge Dredd? Uh, it's just because of Demolition Man. Um, I'm trying to think of the Stallone and Arnold movies that were in the 90s. Um, I know everyone hated right. Judge Dredd. I, it's goofy, but I like it. Wasn't as awesome as that uh, dread one with um, Carl Urban, but I'm trying to think now. I'm looking at my library. Um, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. That was in the '90s, I think, or was that '89? I don't, I don't remember. I think it was '89. Uh, I. I don't know. I'm sure it's going to be obvious. Mission Impossible. I mean, I, <laughs> I have no idea. All right, everyone. I'm scrolling up. Again, I did not look. We're not just doing this for the show. And some of you probably go, oh, they probably already looked. I did not look. No. I swear to Crom <laughs> that I didn't look. All right. No. Whoa. Okay. Action. 
It was, Uh-oh. it was, <laughs> but it was more a dramatic action movie. I mean, there's a lot, a lot of shoot, shoot up scenes in this film. So I have not seen it in a really long time. So I'm going to say, okay, but some of you might, might have seen this mil- movie a million times. This is uh, uh, my introduction to John Woo and this is hard boiled. Oh, hey. Okay. Wow. I, I have I wasn't not expecting seen, it, but I, I like it. Yeah. I have not seen that in a long time. Um, yeah, no, that, that I'll, I'll take that. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know. It came out in 92. Uh, a tough as nails cop teams up with an undercover agent to shut down a sinister mobster and his crew. Pretty much, uh, it. This is legendary John Woo, and then he kind of fell apart uh, later career movie wise. Um, I want him to go back to this his uh his Chinese uh, shoot 'em up uh, cop action gangster films. Uh, Chow Yun Fat. Can't go wrong with him. That's my introduction to him as well. A Tony Chu Wai Leung, a Teresa Mo, Philip Chan, and a bunch of other people. All right. Um, everyone was talking about Hard Boiled and The Killer. I can't remember which the one. Killer. Out. I think The Killer came out first, but. Yeah. And then, Love The Killer. Uh, a Better Something Tomorrow or whatever that one was called. That one was good too. Hard boiled. Um, I do not own it. I don't know why. I own everything else. I don't understand why I don't own that one. I think the only John Woo movie I own is uh, um, Wind Talkers. But <laughs> um, oh, and uh, Hard Target uh, with uh, JCVD. Um, alrighty, this movie was awesome. I don't really remember i get all those movies mixed up i just remember there was a lot of shootouts in it and uh loved right. um chayan fats uh beretta <laughs> that he always used in, in his movies um i did like re- replacement killers it wasn't john woo but it, it was chayan fat his uh one of his uh, american films but crouching tiger oh 2000 amazing amazing film but um that that, it, that wasn't even an action movie that was more of a dramatic martial arts film Spectacular, amazing film. I'm gonna have to rewatch this one, man. I, I remember definitely there, there was a lot of shootouts in it, but I remember it being kind of dramatic as well. I could be wrong. I mean, I, I didn't see this movie a billion times like I've seen every other movie a billion times. But um, and again, I don't own it. It's not in my library. Now I got to search for it. Hopefully, there's a, a two pack or something, even a steel book, yeah. but. With the killer. So good. Yeah. Um, but I don't remember this movie at all. Did do you? Yes, yes. Um, mainly because kind of uh, came for me all together at the same time. The other um, connection that I that I would have with it is um, how much uh, woo, especially on the killer, but uh, on Raekwon's Rayquan, uh, Only Built for Cuban Links, how much they use uh, dialogue uh, from those films 
So that's like one of the one of the things, honestly, that brought me to them, and I'm glad it did because yeah, I, I love Hard Boiled and uh, The Killer. What the? I'm I'm on eBay. Guess how much this costs? On Blu-ray, I have the. Um, yeah, I don't have the Blu-ray. I have the DVD. <laughs> it goes up to a hundred dollars. Wow! And up. <laughs> I guess there's a UK version you can get for sixteen. Um, an Italian import UK. I wonder if it's. Uh, not be region B. That ah, is shit. Ah, uh, well, I guess there's no hard boiled for me. <laughs> but uh, you can buy it cheaper on DVD. But um, is it? Uh, let's uh, is see. It, is, is it a double? Is a double pack? The killer and hard boiled. One seventy nine. <laughs> Blu-ray. Wow. Oh Crazy. my gosh, man! This is this is nuts. Um. Usually the UK imports always uh, find it cheaper, but uh, I'm gonna have to do some searching for this film. I'm not sure if it's streaming anywhere. Let me check uh, trusty uh, Amazon. They always uh, have it, but um, let me see. Hard boiled. Is it? Please, please, and it is not. Damn it! But replacement killers is. Um. All right, I'm going to have to go elsewhere. I'm sure it's there. But, um, yeah, hard-boiled. Um, from what I remember, I thought it was an amazing film, and I, I loved it. But I get in that one and The Killer and all the other uh, shoot 'em up uh, Chinese gangster films that they had. Um, I'll have to re-watch uh, those. But um, from, the, from number 10, again, uh, Demolition Man. Number nine, Rumble in the Bronx. Uh, number eight, Heat. Yeah, I don't know. This one, too, as well. Uh, the Pref- Professional, Leon, The Professional, number seven. Uh, the Rock, definitely an action film. Number six, uh, Speed, high-speed action. Uh, number five, uh, El Mariachi, dramatic shoot 'em up action. Okay, is number four. Number three, T2, Judgment Day, of course. That was, that's action straight up. Uh, the Matrix, number two, action, yes. Uh, was there a lot of action, though, really? I mean, there was shoot 'em up scenes in it, but martial arts action. Okay, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll go with that. And uh, hard-boiled. Um, again, some of, you, some of you listeners have probably seen this movie a billion a billion, billion times, and you know it front to back are probably saying yes, but I'm not going to say no. I don't really remember this movie. I, last time I saw it was probably in, in the 90s. So... Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm going to definitely have to find it again. And uh, Do you have it? Uh, pretty sure I have the uh, DVD. Now I want to dig it out because I'm pretty sure I have both Hard Boiled and The Killer uh, DVDs. Well, if you uh, strike the urge to dig for it, uh, see if you do it. And then for next sure. Time, next time now, I'm there, we'll, yeah, have now to, I'm compelled. we'll have to watch <laughs> it and uh, do a commentary for it. But. All right, everyone, that is MovieWeb.com's top 10 best 90s action films. Um, I, this, I, this review must be new because it doesn't say an old date on it. But, yeah, 
uh, just scrolling around the, the, the web and, and I found that. So I figured, ah, good topic for a show. Didn't know it was going to go this long, but, uh, yeah, you never know. Never <laughs> yeah. You got, you know how we go when we spin off into other things, but, um, I give a shout out to my uh, grandson Buster here. Yeah, he was making a lot of noise in the background, but he wasn't crying or screaming for no. me or anything or pounding on the walls like he always does when I'm recording shows in here. But <laughs> um, with that, do you have to, boy? Here, do you want to say something <laughs> before we get out of here? Yeah, say it. Say hello to the world. He just wants to touch the microphone. Are you going <laughs> to say something? Are you going to say something? I guess not. But um, Yeah, that's going to be it for this uh, Anchor edition of the E-Society. Definitely come back uh, for more. Oh, now you want to cry? All right, hold on. Let me put him down. Okay, okay, we're done. Yeah, I got to get out of here. This guy's stuff. <laughs> yeah, so until then, uh, party on, Buster. All right. <laughs> All right. Yeah, party on. Yeah. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Till next time, have fun, be safe, and we'll see you next time, you society.